Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Jewel Network. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming knowledge and wisdom, which promotes and sustains the activation of the present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within the evolving planetary society presently on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to teaching the sciences of life and the science of living. By cultivating the mind of a scientist, you will be able to extract the very best the current century has to offer. You are listening to The Dr. Jewel Show with your host, microbiologist, preventative medicine and hygiene physician, Dr. Jewel Pilgrim, MD. Join Dr. Jewel here each Wednesday at 7 p.m. on The Jewel Network, hosted by thejewelnetwork.net. Everyone, how are you? And welcome to the Dr. Jewel Show. If this is your first, if this is your first time tuning in, well, thank you. And you are listening to the Dr. Jewel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Jewel, and this show is brought to you by the Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living, broadcasting to you the sciences of life and living on Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm so glad to be back. As you know, uh, myself and part of our staff have been uh, traveling. We've been through Europe and um, had intentions of going to some other uh, uh, locations. But as usual, uh, our first commitment is to the network and to our balancing program. So we are back on U.S. territory. Lots of wonderful stories to tell, and so today, without further ado, I want to share with you some very incredible information that I'm sure will have all of us thinking, and with the um, activities that are now being broadcasted over most of the news, especially here in the United States, <clears throat> it looks like uh, melanin has come to the foref- forefront again, and the um, attitudes toward it. So without further ado, let's hear what our sponsors have to say, and I'll be right back. So everybody, again, hydrate yourself, pad and pencil, and let's have a very enlightening discussion about that fabulous substance that is responsible for color throughout the world, and it's known as melanin. Be right back. Would you like to be smarter? More at peace in your life? Are you searching for a greater spiritual connection? All of this and much more can be yours by enrolling in Dr. Jewel's Balancing Program. Many participants feel effects from day one, and in no time you can enjoy the physiological effects equal to eight hours of meditation in as little as 15 minutes a day. To learn more and sign up for Dr. Jewel's Balancing Program, please visit our website, www.thejewelnetwork.net. Welcome to the Dr. Jewel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Jewel. And I want to share with you some very astounding information. Uh, You know, for a while I've been uh, studying melanin, and um, the more I study this substance, the more intrigued I am. And uh, recently I've talked about the fact that probably in the last couple of years that what uh, humanity is not understanding about melanin, this pigment, this chromatin, is the fact that it is the literal 
biologically active form of the entire electromagnetic spectrum. How about that? So that is uh, a stretch for most individuals to uh, conceptualize, but I'm going to keep saying it until it becomes uh, quite comfortable for your neurons to process. Yes, we recognize that <clears throat> the pigmentation in all things is literally the biologically active form of the light spectrum. So with that said, we've also come to recognize a couple of things. Yes, we've come to uh, recognize that <clears throat> not only is this pigment, whether it's red, brown, yellow, green, whether it occurs in the skin of a frog or in the fleece of a lamb, this capability to demonstrate a hue, a color, is also directly related to brain activity as well as genetic activity within every cell. One of the things that's so, so interesting is that when we look at uh, the relationship of melanin with the brain, we recognize that it is a substance that is made directly and within the nervous system, made directly from and within the nervous system. And the origin of the capacity to make melanin in humans and also in most uh, lower organisms comes from a special little gland known as the pineal gland. Now, there's some activities that occur relative to the pineal gland that science still is not capable of explaining. And one of the things I think that's so interesting that really is on the border of being mentioned is that we're finally coming to a realization that the color of the hair the color of the skin, the color of the eyes, not only is predicated on the amount of melanin made by specific genes, but that those genes are literally controlled by our thoughts. That's right. That, <clears throat> that little gene that I talked about, the TYR gene on chromosome number 11 at loci number 6, that is responsible for modulating the amount of tyrosinase that enables tyrosine, amino acid, to be transformed through a chain of reactions into melanin is literally controlled by our thoughts, our thinking. <clears throat> so what does that say then? Because that's a profound statement says that our thoughts literally determine how much melanin we will or we will not make. Now, there's some further influences that also affect the activity of the TYR gene at loci number six on chromosome number 11, and that also is the feedback that the nervous system received from the environment. <clears throat> so this gene is not only stimulated by the feedback that the nervous system receives from the environment, but also the chemical stimulation directly from the brain made by our thoughts directly controls this gene. Now, <clears throat> it's interesting to recognize that most people are still functioning under 5% brain activity. I mean, conscious, organized brain activity, 5%. And so the rest of the brain is dormant to that individual's awareness and literally is under the control of what has been called the subconscious awareness. And the subconscious awareness that embodies a large part of the nervous system is processing it's processing the breathing, heartbeats, 
kidney, bladder function, blood flow, temperature, processing all this information while the awareness of the individual is focused on a single or singular area of their reality of what they call their life. So when you have such a small area of the brain that is utilized by your conscious awareness and most of all of the functions of your body as well as all the information that's coming into the body through the nervous system and through other conduits on the body that you're not aware of, it's very easy for a person to assume and to really be quite dogmatic in saying that they do not at all control the TYR gene at loci number six on chromosome number 11. That is the gene that is responsible for making the amount of pigment that you may or may not have. So we now know for a fact that those individuals who have decided that they want to know more about what's going on within them as well as their environment seek to expand the amount of brain tissue the consciousness is now dominating. And so therefore they're beginning to diminish the amount of neurologic activity dominated by the subconscious. And so as the subconscious diminishes and the conscious awareness expands, we become much more aware of ourselves as well as entire environment around us to the extent of conscious expansion. Therefore, these individuals who have expanded their conscious awareness are recognizing that they are really making choices in their life and they're making choices in areas of their life that they never perceived were contributing to until they diminished the influence of the subconscious. And so in conclusion, we are now encroaching upon the comfort zone of making the statement that every individual, regardless of whether they are navy blue black to golden brown to bright, (coughs) sunny, golden yellow to literally pale beige and skin color, consciously through the subconscious mind is determining the amount of melanin production they are experiencing at all times, which means that the color of a person's skin, their hair, their eyes, etc., is really based on the thoughts of the individual. Now, that's a very profound statement because we know for a fact, and let me give you this information if you don't have that foundation, is the fact that the level of genetic activity that we are able to comprehend at the level of our brain development is all the same in all races. The human genome that we're able to identify those genes that are active is the same in 99.9% of all humans, regardless of where they are on the planet, the language that they speak, or how their phenotype, that is their physical appearance, is expressing itself at the moment. The genes that they are working from are all the same, which means then that there is no race. There is no race. There is only our thinking, and how through our thinking we allow the stimulation from the external environment to stimulate the genetic information in our body to support us in acting or reacting or appearing in the way that we do. So I thought it was very interesting, and I wanted to share this contemplation with you to seriously take a moment and think about the fact that You look the way you look because this is what you decided you wanted to look like. So if you're 6'7", 
six feet seven inches tall or four eleven. If your skin is chocolate brown, golden brown, red olive, pale beige, you selected that appearance and have controlled your genes accordingly. Now, this is very interesting because we have some authors that are stating that a gene literally can be like a slide rule with braces and that if we decide that we only want to work within a certain area on that slide rule, we can brace it and then we can literally use the uh, hair guide or the hairline within that margin of scales. So that means that we know that we're only going to be able to get certain answers and to have certain expression from that slide rule because we have braced it and decided that there's only a certain area we want to interact with or to express. Well, we're beginning to conclude now that states of consciousness do the same to the gene and that when we decide that we're supposed to look a particular way and that we're supposed to present ourselves and to function in a particular way, that we literally put braces on the genes and only give permission to those genes that can facilitate physically the image that we have created for ourselves consciously to manifest. And so if a person believes that they're supposed to be black, then they lock in on that gene to ensure that that particular gene will have the activity appropriate to cause increased melanin production. For an individual who has decided that they're supposed to have pheomelanin, a characteristic of having a yellowish tinge to a brown skin cast, that's exactly how they phenotypically will present themselves. And individuals who feel that they should not have any pigment because they have decided that they are Caucasian or white or Scandinavian or whatever they may call themselves, then put braces on the gene and actually then turn down its activity so that melanin production is minimal. But now what does that mean? That means also that these individuals, when they change their thinking and decide that they want to look differently, they can move the braces and then actually rekindle if they've suppressed activity they can rekindle and reactivate the gene to produce the amount of melanin that they so select and vice versa for those individuals who want to decrease melanin production. So we know one thing for a fact, that all humans have the same genetic content, 99.9%. Now we're finding out that because the genes are the same, why do they appear to function differently in different human beings as we look at them, at their appearance. We are now able to recognize that states of consciousness are the masters of genetic activity. And so every cell has a standard program, but if there are thoughts that are influencing or changing the standard cellular programs, as well as environmental factors, the gene function is no longer standard and takes on the direct ramifications of the stimulus that is now controlling them, whether it be thought and environment or just thought, all genes respond accordingly. So that's a profound statement, if you think about it, that people who think they're white are really not white, except they are white by choice. They can be whatever they choose to be, depending on whether they change their thinking. A person who's navy blue black 
is not always meant to be navy blue black, that they have the potential to be whatever they choose to be if they redefine how they want to look and redefine to themselves that they want to look differently, they can change genetic function and the phenotype or the physical appearance will change. Now this is amazing because what I'm telling you is that we have always had the capacity to be a genetic architect. And now we have a pseudoscience known as medical <coughs> genetics that tells us that they can go in in your behalf and if you've inherited asthma or heart disease or other limitations or excesses from your family lineage, that they can go in literally and modify the gene and remove that gene that has that capacity to express that kind of feature in your body. But no one ever told you that you have the capacity to do the same thing and that you have always been doing it. So I think it's very important for you to go and look in the mirror and recognize that you can be anything. That even though I'm appearing to be navy blue black right now, I can be beige to yellow to olive to red skin if I choose just by giving my permission to my genes to change. You can do this. And then with that truth, it really begins to look very interesting when we actually look at what's happening in the news. So I'm going to give you a moment to just contemplate this new reality and new potential that you've always had while we're having a station break, and then I'll be right back. Be right back. You're listening to The Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living, on the web at www.thejewelnetwork.net. The rapidly evolving face of the 21st century is requiring us to upgrade our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies in order to keep pace with the energetic changes around us. DiamondLightWorld.com provides you with a collection of energy tools and technology to assist you in regenerating your body, enabling your mind, as well as activating and strengthening your presence and purpose so that you can achieve greater manifestation of your divine goals in this lifetime. Julie Umpleby. A scientist and the founder of Diamond Light World offers these specialized and personal Diamond Light Grid activations and alignments, focused meditations, home study programs for personal diamond matrix development, and much more. Visit www.diamondlightworld.com for further information on how you can step up to and into your highest potential. Welcome, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Dr. Jewel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Jewel. Welcome to the Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living, broadcasting to you tonight from Blog Talk Radio. We've had a very interesting discussion here. We've been talking about the melanin biopolymer. We've made it very clear that this pigment, this chromatin, is the active, biological, the active living form of the entire electromagnetic spectrum. So whether we're looking at chlorophyll, as we call it, which is the melanin in a plant, or whether we're looking at a human being, or whether we're looking at the red of the petals of a rose, we're looking at melanin and its unique expression in that living organism. So in humans, we find so many interesting attributes. 
And one of them is the fact that in regards to melanin, it is the individual's state of consciousness which literally controls melanin expression. So this is new information coming to the forefront as we are now recognizing that the ultimate control over our genetic capabilities and expressions is predicated not only based on the activities going on in the body, the information being monitored and processed from the environment, but most of all, the types and the qualities of thoughts being processed by our mainframe computers in the body, released into the bloodstream and to every cell in the form of a neuropeptide known as our thoughts. So I left the audience before the station break asking them to just contemplate the fact that how they appear now, the color of their hair, the color of their eyes, the color of their skin, is based on the fact that they believe that they should look this way. But every individual has the genetic capability of looking in whatever manner they can envision. The skin color, the hair color, the eye color can all change at will by the person's intent and the genetic capability to do so will respond and support the vision, the destiny that the owner of the body projects upon its own genetic library. It will do that. So we are the master gene genetic architects of our own human genome, and with further development of the brain and taking a greater responsibility in honoring the power of our thoughts, we will be able to change our appearance at will. Amazing. So we already know that all humans at this level of genetic activity are using the same number of genes in their genome and that they are at this point identified as being almost exactly the same. 99.9%. So we're looking very different using the same genes. And this vast variation is predicated on environmental influences, but predominantly it is based on our state of consciousness and our present belief as to how we believe and how we choose to want to appear to ourselves and to others. How we choose to want to appear to ourselves and others. And we can change that at will. So <clears throat> we have a situation here in the United States where there has definitely been a misunderstanding of an intense level where the life of a uh, young male was destroyed, the physical body was terminally damaged, and the question is, why was it done? And it was done by a full-grown adult. And one of the main characteristics between these two individuals was that their melanin production was quite different. Now, for individuals who are still operating out of the 5th, 6th, 7th, 18th century, you know, all of these times I'm naming is, was known as the Dark Ages. It's interesting that we still are not willing to admit that in many areas of our lives we are still operating as we would if we were in literally the time period of the Dark Ages. Our insightfulness and our level of comprehension and awareness of who we really are and how we function is still not grasped and actualized in our daily lives, interacting with ourselves or with others. So the tone of the conversation on the news right now is that 
the gentleman who slayed the body of this young man <clears throat> was melanin recessive. He chose to present himself with little melanin as the young man that he <clears throat> permanently destroyed the, his body was melanin dominant, very brown skin, heavily melanated individual. So the dark, literally prehistoric discussion that has again surfaced in the 21st century and the gateway of the 21st century is that this is a black-white racial issue. And in the face of the science that is presently available to anyone who chooses to read, <clears throat> there's no such thing as race. There's only one race, the human race. It has already been documented that all humans were always melanated. Every human being was always melanated just up until the last, depending upon you, what author you read, the last 90 to 70,000 years ago. And obviously with the change in attitude and whether that change in attitude meant that you were going to leave the equator of Africa and go north or go south or go east and west, that attitude in deciding that you were just going to change your physical location also stimulated your genetic duction of melanin to change. And then obviously moving away from the equator, the environment reinforced and confirmed the decision that you made. And therefore the genes then presents to you the culmination of your thoughts as well as your actions. So this is how we wound up having people who were diverse in their melanin production. This was not the case originally. That is why every human being on the planet, regardless of whether they are just totally beige or they're navy blue black, still have the same TYRG at loci number six on chromosome number 11. And whether it's minimally active or whether it is hyperactive is on the individual's perception of themselves. So that is why even in environments where we have individuals <clears throat> who have been removed from intense environmental stimuli that would support in this example, heavy melanin dominance. They still remain melanin dominant. Of course, there's not a lot of sunlight in case, for example, the person has been incarcerated or interned in some environment where there's little light exposure, but they never turn beige. And why don't they turn beige? Even though they're not, they're, their skin isn't being stimulated by direct or indirect light of a minimal type, and that is because the person is still, by his or her thoughts, stimulating that gene to produce enough melanin based on how they perceive themselves to want to look. Amazing. <clears throat> so here we are. We are now in the back dark ages discussing race, discussing divisions amongst group of people, no genetic substantiation, no clear understanding that melanin activity is predicated on a person's state of consciousness and how they perceive to think, and now we want to basically begin to separate and divide ourselves based on this unsubstantiated information that was legitimate in the dark ages when we didn't have electron microscopes where we could not do gel electrophoresis and all of these different extraction processes where we could not actually see the melanocyte and to see its microtubule system, et cetera. 
we could make those kind of statements. But in the 21st century, to go back to an issue of race and because of melanin content or lack of, et cetera, as the reason why we are still acting aggressively toward each other <clears throat> says a lot about the importance of expanding the amount of brain tissue one is using. Because with all the scientific data, et cetera, that's all about us on the front page of the Washington Post, in 2005 they had a whole article on the fact that there was no race. And here we have the entire United States all on TV still talking about race and there's no foundation for it except in the unevolved memory banks of the humans who are participating in this. Now, in all of this, we still have the facts that we have a young body inhabited by a being who was in the process of maturing to experience more of what we call life, and we have an individual who, for whatever reason, obviously in fear, <clears throat> fear motivated by what, we're not sure, thought that he had the right to destroy another person's body. And so that individual is now left with the experience of what it's like to release that kind of energy into the environment under mass ignorance because fear is always predicated on mass ignorance. And the ignorance is primarily not knowing self and not knowing self and how to interact with one's environment. And that is not going to change in the face of this type of discussion that has no scientific no neurologic, no biological substantiation behind it. So I thought it was important that tonight I should bring that to your attention, that if you are still plagued and haunted by the perceptions of race, that you really do think that you're Caucasian or you really do think that you're African or Hispanic or any of these things, et cetera, what is the value for it because what it shows is that you have literally put braces on your own chromosomes, on your own genes, and you have now locked yourself in to a reality that tomorrow <clears throat> may bring about the destruction of your body because you are not able to change. And this is a very important issue right now. If we can just move a little further here, and recognize that this inability for people to recognize that their thinking is what locks genes into a chronic level of function or non-functionality is why the changes that are happening on this planet are so threatening. <clears throat> We're afraid because we can't handle the x-ray and the gamma rays that are now being toward planet Earth intensely because our sun is shifting. We're quite concerned because we can't handle the new frequency of gases that are literally coming up through the earth because large masses of earth are shifting and fogs are opening and releasing all kinds of gases into our atmosphere. We're concerned because we're not able to adjust to the heat, but the reason why you can't adjust to any of it is because you believe that you can't because you are not understanding that you have a genetic library that will allow you to become anything your mind can embrace and focus upon. So to be a particular race, which is illusionary because there's only one race, is for what benefit? For you to decide that you can't handle x-ray and ultraviolet rays because you choose not to allow your melanocytes to function because you have shut down 
the full activity of your TYR gene on chromosome number six is serving you how? For you as an individual who is navy blue black, but yet and still has tremendous regrets and feels that you are not being treated equally because you have melanin, you have shut down the immune function of melanin and you therefore have no immunity against any virus, bacteria, or fungus. And what's so exciting about the fact is that we know melanin is a natural fungicide, bactericide, and viricide, that in the presence of melanin in any laboratory test, these lower organisms cannot exist. So how can you be heavily melanated and reek with an HIV virus or with hepatitis or with streptococcus, any of these organisms? How can you? And it's because that melanin is totally inert. It's deactivated because of your state of consciousness. So you don't like it, but nobody's ever told you how you can turn it down or turn it off so that you can be what you believe you want to be. But you are the genetic engineer of your own body. You're the first genetic engineer, not medical science. However, it looks like you're going to uh, miss the opportunity to learn how to become a constructive genetic engineer if you do not expand your conscious awareness by giving your brain more neurons that are completely developed and that are integrated and communicated so that your awareness can move around in a greater area. You must do this for yourself. And I'm asking you this evening to see this event that has happened between these two individuals, this young man and this adult, in a different way. That the issue here is not the melanin production. The issue here is ignorance. Ignorance of self and ignorance of not understanding the history, the true biological history of who you are and of your biological ancestors. That's what this is about. If we could just move to this level of awareness that we all know that everybody originated from a melanated source. Everybody originated from Africa. So it is a true statement, I heard this made once, that everyone is African. Yeah. And so over the centuries of migration and taking up residence in different locations on planet Earth, they're displaced Africans by choice, but they're still Africans. So it doesn't matter whether you live in Sweden or in Iceland, you're still from an African origin with the same genes. But because you have allowed the environment to control your genetic genome and because you're not aware of the fact that you can always choose to be and look as you choose, you have not been able to focus your conscious awareness on controlling your own genes. And so our inability to adapt or our inability to not overcompensate is part of the dilemma that we have by not having access to more brain tissue, not having access to more information. So tonight, ask yourself, if how you look to yourself in the mirror is not beneficial, causes you to have skin cancers, it causes you not to be able to tolerate heat, it causes you to basically feel as though you have low self-esteem, that you're unworthy, that you feel that you don't have what is the look of success, you can change it. 
no one is doomed, no one is a victim to anything. And I've been discussing this for decades. Even my sisters and brothers who <coughs> excuse me, have what we call debilities or genetic aberrations where extremities may not have fully developed, etc., you can change that because you can re-engineer the gene in consciousness. And this is a new capability, and I say new tentatively because it was always your capability, but I say new because this is something that has never been introduced to your consciousness through mass media. And it's time now that you have to recognize that the sciences and the corporations who offer for sale scientific products will be broaching you on these subjects of what they can do for you. But I want to be one of the first individuals to let you know that there's nothing that any of these scientific corporations are introducing to you that you cannot already do for yourself. So I think it's very healthy for you to seriously consider why you want to continue to classify yourself as being a member of a particular race. It's literally ignore rant. It's not astute. It's not intelligent because there's no facts to prove that. And if defining yourself by a particular race as you've been theoretically classified is not in your best interest to allow you to master the changes that are occurring on our planet, I think that it's very important for you to contemplate how you can erase that neurochemistry out of your bloodstream, remove it from the tissues, and replace it with constructive thoughts of definition so that your body can make the adaptation for you to thrive now and throughout the 21st century. So let us use this example that's being projected to us from the remnants of the dark ages to motivate us to want to have greater access to more brain tissue, which means that we diminish the subconscious processing of reality and we're able to take it on in consciousness and make more decisions on at least being able to control our own body and its genetic content. And when doing so, then you'll be able to see other people differently, not as a race, not as an individual who's done anything greater than yourself because their hair color or skin color or their body physique is different than yours because you can change yours at the drop of an eyelash by focus and the desire to do so. So with that, I just want you to just contemplate this. We have a little time left, and I'm sure many of you are like, chafing at the bit to probably share your comments. So let's do this. We have a few minutes left. Give me a call, 347-215-9531, and let's discuss this after the station break. Give me a call, 347-215-9531, and definitely don't forget to tune in tomorrow to... To the Consequences 2012 with Dr. Blair, and on Friday, Music for the Mind of a Scientist with the illustrious Maurice Thompson. And he's done a great thing. He has produced for our Dr. Jewel Bowson program some incredible harmonics that really increase the capability of a person to focus and concentrate on doing this program. And what does that do? That means that it also then enhances and accelerates the growth and development and the re-engineering of the brain. You have to remember that the Dr. Joe Bowser program realigns the neurons of the brain to their universal default organization. 
and most of us are having tremendous problems in our lives because our brain is not organized as it was originally designed. It literally has all kind of knots and turfs and just chaos in the neural nets because of our perceived traumas and fears and adequacies, et cetera. And not until you can move the neurons back into the universal default arrangements are you going to be able to recreate the life that you can design for yourself and literally live it. So I'll be right back after this message. Give me a call. Be right back. From Jewel Publications, Straight from the Heart by Dr. Jewel Pukram. An incredible volume of work, Dr. Jewel explores the genesis of disease, prostate health, and sexuality, as well as sharing a new look at the effects emotions play in the resolution of cancer. Straight from the Heart is an outpouring of wisdom that you will read over again. Get your paperback or ebook copy today. Greetings. If you're just uh, tuning in, we've had a great show. I recommend that uh, quickly you uh, get the archives and listen to it because you have a chance to uh, circumvent pumping your body full of a lot of adrenaline and other neurochemicals that bring anxiety and uh, immune suppression into the body when you begin to look at the news that's going on here because uh, the news is projecting racism is back and rampant again and just a lot of other things when scientifically we don't have, should I say we now have proof that much of that language that has been used for centuries was a contrivance. It was never based on science. There is no such thing. There's one race, the human race. All humans originated from Africa. All humans have melanin to a greater or lesser degree, and that degree is predominated or dominated, I should say, by one state of consciousness and then reinforced and supported by the environment. That's right, that how you look and your amount of melanin production is based on how you believe you want to look, and then that is reinforced by the environment to a greater or lesser extent. So what do you think about that? So dear engineer, do I have any calls? Well, we have quite a few calls, but we have to quickly get to one or two of them. So our first call is from area code 213. Oh, greetings, Dr. Jewel. It's Selena. Um, Wow, I'm glad I finally got through. I've been calling so many times and can never get through. But first of all, I want to tell you thank you so much for all the knowledge that you offer us. I've been listening to all the archives and everything, and I'm I'm just so excited. I just want to say thank you. And um, I wanted to make a comment a couple of weeks ago. I know you were really upset because people were complaining about paying for the balancing program. And and I wanted to say that most of us that listen to you, we don't wear those designer's jeans and all that other stuff, you know. And and I do. I very much want to um, uh, activate my brain and all those things. But financially, I'm not making no excuses. All I wanted to say is that, most of the people that listen to you that I know of, they don't wear the designer jeans. And, yeah, they we're looking for a way to put our cash together and all the other stuff so that we can get a hold of the balancing program. So, well, uh, we have, well, we have a solution. Yeah, we have a solution for you. If you will write uh, finance at the balancing, no, finance. My engineer, what is it? Is it finance at the jewelnetwork.net? Yes. djbp.financing at the jewelnetwork.net. Yes. Okay, wait, wait. Let me get a chance to talk right there. 
Dot Dr. Jewel Bouncing Program, the first letter. Oh, okay, okay. Okay? Oh, wonderful. Okay, and thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, thank you, because we want you to join. We want you to expand that brain and being able to generate whatever source of finances being asked, you can do it. You're you're a living God. You can do this. So don't make this a big dilemma. Okay? Just write, and they'll give you all the instructions. Okay? Thanks for calling. Thank you. So, Engineer, who's next? Who do we have? Next up, area code 803. Hi, area code 803. How are you? Hi, Dr. Jewell. I just want to say also thank you because I think you're brilliant and you have just broadened my my consciousness and uh, into me uh, coming up higher into knowing who I am. I am a melanin woman, and I've I've had problems with racism, but you've just uh, broadened my horizons and got me to thinking about what I need to change, and I definitely will be working on that. So I just want to thank you so very much. I, I think you're awesome. Well, thank you. I do want you to understand that we're all melanated. See, that's the key. There's nobody who has beige skin that can live without melanin. So even though it may not appear as though they have much in the skin or much in the hair or much in the eyes, every gene, every chromosome, every nucleus of their cells has to have melanin. Otherwise, sunlight would hit that protein information, protein stored in the form of information, and they would literally die. They would have so much disruption in the directions on what the cells are to do moment to moment, they would die. So every human being has to have melanin to protect the genetic information that gives moment to moment directives to every cell of the body. The chromosomes have to be covered that literally carry the genes to protect them as well as the mitochondria. It's not coincidental that the solar panels of any type of solar generating apparatus is black because when all of the spectrums of the electromagnetic spectrum are together, they appear black. And so, therefore, the mitochondria are energy generators. They're like little batteries. They have their own little solar shields inside of them. And therefore, mitochondria, for you to have energy, for your muscles to move, etc., for the organs to function, have melanin. Now, it may not be much in the skin and in the hair and the eyes, but every human body is riddled with melanin. The amount is dependent, again, on that individual's thoughts, about how they believe they should look and appear as well as subsidized by the environment. And that is what we have to begin to accept. So any individual that would raise their eyebrows or have a judgment about someone else because of the amount of melanin they are or are not demonstrating is a reflection of their degree of ignorance about the origin of the human and how their body functions. And I don't care whether these people are multi-trillionaires or just some individual who, due to their ignorance, is living on the street. Form, concepts, and ideas at this time in our evolution based on the dark ages of the perceptions of race is no longer acceptable, and it has tremendous, tremendous consequences now because an individual who thinks that it is in their best interest with all of this radiation streaming through the sky, ultraviolet, X-ray, cosmic rays that NASA's telling you every day is increasing and you still want to suppress your melanin production, you know that you're out of here. You know that you're going to have skin cancer. You know that you're going to have a whole bunch of cascades 
of diseases because you have a need to be fixed in seeing yourself a particular way instead of giving your body that was created to adapt to any circumstances the permission to do so. So this is not a time for people to suppress their melanin production. And thanks for calling. I got to go, and I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Info at the Jewel Network dot